Asbury Revival update, a possible prophecy that connects this entire thing back to the initial Asbury Revival in 1970. There's a whole lot we have to discuss, so let's jump in. Today, I will be referencing a channel that I have grown to be a big fan of because they were on the ground and they had some good things to say about the Asbury Revival. It is Remnant Radio, which I recommend you all subscribe to if you're looking for charismatics such as myself that keep the seatbelt of the Word of God on. I call myself a charismatic with a seatbelt. So we're going to be looking at some of their video. Asbury put out a statement. This is, this is going to be a wild video, so make sure you smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. It really does help us out a ton. So we're going to be jumping in to the Remnant Radio podcast from just a few days ago and a prophetic word by a questionable prophet about this entire debacle that is going to blow your mind. So this is Remnant Radio. They had an hour-long podcast about this. One of them was in Asbury, and we're going to look at a couple clips, but I wanted to lead with this, tying in the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs. This entire thing is a trip, so check this out. Uh, from what I have read, Sean Bowles has reported, between Sean Bowles and James Gall, from 2003 to 2005, it has been reported that Bob Jones prophesied many times that when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that God is ushering in a last day's revival and that it is a sign from God that he's raising up apostolic chiefs like the Kansas City Chiefs, apostolic chiefs to, you know, help usher in this revival. Okay. Now, all of these guys that he's referencing, Bob Jones, Sean Balls, all super duper controversial, even within the charismatic community. Again, I'm a charismatic. This is a charismatic podcast. All of these folks are very controversial. So this is a trip. So listen to what they say next. Now, Mike Bickle, that a lot of people attach this to because Bob Jones is one of the Kansas City prophets and hey, Kansas City Chiefs and all that. Mike Bickle has publicly said, he never podcast. said that to me and yeah. he never said it while he was in Kansas City with me. So if he said it to other people, okay, I can never, I, I can neither affirm nor deny what he might've said to somebody else. Uh, so this isn't direct. This is a, a person, this is a hearsay basically. Um, and so we do have two people, Sean Bowles and, uh, and James Gall saying, yes, this is what he said. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And not only that, but it was actually the same week that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl that this went down. I think it's curious. Guys, okay? you know what's so even curiosier? What what's well, like even spookier? Like spookier is a weird. Oh, the 1970 deal. 1970 is also the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like Now that's spooky. Okay, so... The prophecy that the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl, it would usher in this end times apostolic thing, and then the revival sparks the same way, that the, the same weekend that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and the last time there was an Osbury revival was also in 1970. It's like the last time revival happened at Cambridge, that also happened. Is, is that a coincidence? It might be. Let's take a timeout, though, just real quick. Let's say Bob Jones never existed, and he never gave this prophetic word ever. We should be ecstatic about what is happening at Asbury. What I fear is that people are rightly concerned, rightly concerned about Bob Jones' track record and history. And because he gave a prophetic word about the Kansas Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, if that's what happened, if, if he does that, you know, people are going to then assume, well, this can't be a God revival because it was prophesied by some kind of NAR prophet. That is silliness, okay? One, we don't know the source material. We don't have it anywhere. We don't have the, a recording of it. We don't have an audio version of, or a recording of it or a, or a written uh, uh, words of Bob Jones saying this. We just have secondhand accounts, okay? So I'm not saying Sean Bowles is a liar or James Gall is a liar. I'm not saying that they're manipulating people. I'm just saying we don't have the source material. So maybe this is a prophetic word. It looks like if it was a prophetic word, it has come to pass. But, but just remember, 
you can be a sinful person and God still use you. Um, frankly, I, I know because he uses Roundtree all the time. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to start with that just because I personally found it interesting. Now, the overall uh, theme of today is actually talking about this revival and the updates from it and some other clips from here we're going to get into in just a moment. Where is my other... Here we go. Okay, so Osbury put out a statement. We're going to come back to that, and I got a Bible verse that's going to glue all of this together, so just make sure you watch till the very end. Okay, now, this is directly from Osbury. They put this statement out yesterday because of the overwhelming uh, turnout that the concluding public worship service of this recent outpouring on the Osbury University campus will be Monday, February 20th at 2 p.m., which is today, beginning Tuesday, February 21st. Services available to the public will be held at another location in the central Connecticut, Kentucky area. Osbury will host evening services for college age and high school students. Okay, so they're trying to get all, all of us old geezers out of there through Thursday, February 23rd. Earlier this afternoon, the university in, con in consultation with local law enforcement and city administration notified that uh, notified incoming visitors that parking and seating had exceeded capacity. Asbury will live stream limited portions of services at osbury.edu outpouring through February 23rd. So it sounds like they're kind of pivoting in some of this with regards to uh, what's happening um, online right now. You can go watch the Osbury Revival if you want to, okay? And so that is something that is being promoted, but they are kind of moving away because the Revival is so big and so massive that it's just caused uh, tension on the city's infrastructure, okay, that they can't keep up. Now, I want to go back to some of these uh, remnant video clips, and then I got a video I'm going to play you guys, uh, excuse me, a passage we're going to look at uh, at the very end that's going to glue all of this together. But before we get there, I need you guys to do me a quick favor. Hey, you want to see something crazy? Over 51% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. And the ones that are subscribed, only 10% have their bell notification on. So do me a favor. Please hit that subscribe button. Turn the bell notification on so you don't miss anything we have going here. All right? I appreciate you. All righty now. So let's look at some more clips from this. And back to the other line. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's wild how many people have come across the nation to experience God's presence at this place. Um, God is definitely doing something in the hearts of people. Like that's where the first line, you know, ended, right? Um, it's just, it's... So that's them at the Asbury Revival. They got some footage directly from there. Spectacular to see these people worshiping. And people are going, hey, maybe this is hype. I'm afraid this is hype. Guys, there's one guy on stage playing an acoustic guitar. There's another person on stage playing a, like a grand piano, right? Like there's no drums. There's no, you know, uh, people will start screaming and like clapping real loud, you know, and, and trying to hype up and accelerate the music. And the guys on the music, just same beat, same pace. Like they're not moving. They're not being swayed by things. People who are bringing shofars and tambourines and flags. And if that's part of your culture, I'm not like throwing shade, but like they're saying, hey, this isn't part of our culture. Like mm. we're, we're trying to keep this space somber mm. and holy and sacred today you know, there was more spectators than there were worshipers. And I don't mean to throw again shade at all, but there's a lot of people out with cell phones trying to film and live stream the event. Right. And uh, in, in the, the conference director, conference directors, I mean, some of the admins, you know, said, hey, a couple of housekeeping rules, like, you know, get off the walls where the fire marshal is going to shut us down. Please be careful, you know, things about that. But like, also, if you're streaming with your phone, can, can you turn that off? Like, like, just let what God's doing here be here and like worship here. Mm. Like, you don't have to live stream this. You don't have to like, you know, be in the moment right now with the Lord. Like, they're they're doing everything in their power to like, Dehype it. Dehype it. Yeah, they're like. Yeah. I mean, that's a W. If you ask me, they're doing a lot of things to dehype this and to not make it all about the lights and glitz and glam and hype. I think that's a massive W. Yeah. Like, just let this be a. I think, and I can't prove this. 
I think maybe all the staff has been told like not to talk about this um, because I've sent a couple of emails to staffers at Asbury that we know that we're in good relationship with that haven't responded to any of our emails. And it's interesting that even when Fox News reached out, that Fox News was told not to come. Tucker Carlson was told not to come. And of course, you have the spectators and you have folks like CNN writing articles about what is a revival, which is such a such an L take here, by the way. Their definition of a revival is uh, the term revival means something very specific when applied to an event like the one Asbury, at Asbury University. Revivals, as they understood in many denominations of the Christian church, are meetings, something stretching hours or days during which participants experience or facilitate a revival of spiritual energy. Okay, CNN, we need more Bible and less Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle. That is not what a revival is. A revival is God is reviving a church, a movement, a people group onto himself. An awakening is God is awakening a generation of people who don't know him. Okay, that was a complete L from CNN. Let me play you guys some more clips of this. Uh, Remnant Radio, again, these guys are, are connected to the folks at Asbury. They were there. Check this out. And yet now he's doing something sovereign of his own. And um, and it, it's not around a, a uh, particular celebrity personality that has a... Can I know, tell you how much it was on mega church? Uncelebrity it was. It, it was. Yeah, at, yeah. Um, there were no rows reserved for famous pastors. Hmm. So like Daniel Praise Wanda God. comes in and walks in, he sits in the balcony, you know, and he's happy to do so. You know, uh, um, I, this is not a review of people's life and ministry. Todd Bentley sat in the back. You know, Greg Locke sat right behind me, two rows behind me, right? Like, no they're, way. They're, yeah, dude, like pastors from all over the world are coming here, like big influential guys, like all over the sanctuary. They're treated just, just like everybody else. Just, just treated like everybody. No one Praise even, God like, for that. No, no one, like, they're not praising. They're like, like you know, throwing palm leaves down. And hey, so and so is here. Like, yeah. It's just, it's, it's. Honor Jesus the man of on, God. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is on display. It's, it's super cool. Sorry for my fist. That's pretty awesome, man, that a lot of these guys are treated normal, as they should be. A lot of these guys are told to sit in the back. They're not giving these guys microphones. You know a lot of the super charismaniacs are going to pull up. They're not getting the microphones. They're not getting to do any extra stuff. I think that's a massive W. And again, watch the Remnant Radio's entire podcast on this because they actually share how the... Uh, 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 the the word there is being preached. It's a very simple message repeatedly being preached. People are getting up and doing public confessions of sin, repenting of sin. And so it is absolutely being preached. The Bible is being preached there. So those of you guys that are like, you can't have a Bible without the, the Bible. We can't have a Bible without a Bible. You see what I did there? You're right. And the Bible is being preached, okay? So uh, listen uh, listen up to this right here. This is very you gotta interesting. you got to say, like, we believe in depravity. Uh, everyone on this on this broadcast, we believe that that by nature it is our desi- like our desire as human beings to hate God and love sin. Like that's just who we are, and God does a work in our heart that turns us. Yep. And you're telling me that all of these people are gathering together, worshiping God all day, all night for like ten days mm. nonstop, low hype, low emotionalism, confessing sin, and that's a work of the devil or the flesh. Like you have such a high view of human nature if you believe that's happening. If you believe that this is a move of Satan, that's a massive L for you. If you believe this is emotionalism, that is a massive L for you. Okay? And I got a verse for all of us that's going to glue this together here in a moment. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hold to the doctrine of depravity, and I just don't think our flesh is that good. I don't think the demonic is inspiring people to worship God and confess sin. I just, I think that that's a, that's a weak position. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a religious position. Um, yeah, I, I would agree so. Uh, I mean, here are some of the works from Jonathan, or 
Okay, so I think that's a W take from them on on this specific point. And then this is very interesting. This is a tie-in. This is a tie-in to something else we've been talking about on the channel that I'm going to make a quick announcement here in a second. And I got a Bible passage, so don't go anywhere. Check this out. You know what? Something that was really cool. There was a, a uh, I believe it was a girl. I could only see from behind. And um, and I just want to like prejudice. This is a moment of confession for me, my repentance. Okay, there's a girl, <laughs> girl in front of us, you know, with a, like a jean jacket that had like you know a bunch of like stamp stamps on it. You know, like those little patches that you sew on. And her hair was pink, and she hmm. just she frankly she just looked mega woke. And I saw her, and I was like, I'm just gonna cards on the table. She just looked super woke, mm -hmm. and I was like, what is she doing here? And then I realized in a moment, I was like. This is what happened in the Jesus people movement. The is that your heart? What are these people doing here? Why are these people here? Why are they dressed like that? Why do they look like that? Why are the people on stage? They're... Is that your heart? And listen to this tie in here. Listen to the tie in here. And then I realized in a moment, I was like, this is what happened in the Jesus people movement. Ironically enough, Jesus revolution, the story of the last great awakening in America, is coming out Thursday night. I mean, the timing of this is fascinating. Very similar, very similar uh, social tensions, very similar international tensions. 50 years ago. The hippies showed up and they saw the way they were dressed and they realized that the dress was attached to ideologies. Mm. And this is why they couldn't get past, like their, their prejudice, like, like, made that difficult. And I, I, in my whole lifetime, I'd never seen clothing and attire and hairdress and things like that, like communicate ideology. I just identified it as preference. Like if you're dressed in punk rock attire, like, you know, black cut up jeans and, you know, you know, rock shirt on, you know, oh, that's the style of music that person likes. I don't know what they believe about politics, mm. what they believe about gender, what they believe about sexuality or war, or, you know, women's rights or anything like that. But, but when I see a girl dressed a certain way with pink hair, I go, Man, that that person's yeah, crazy. That liberal. is interesting. Hmm. And and I was just All right. it, it just cut me to the heart, man. Interesting, isn't it? And speaking of the Jesus Revolution, uh, we're actually doing a meetup. If you're anywhere near San Diego, SoCal, I'm doing a free meetup. You come hang out with me this Saturday at 6 p.m. at the Edwards and San Marcos. We will be doing a meetup and going to watch the showing of the movie together at 7 p.m. this Saturday. Jesus Revolution. Pretty cool parallels in time. Pretty cool observation that he made. Now, I got one verse that I want to share with you guys. I actually was on uh, Instagram earlier, and I saw uh, Mark Driscoll share this verse, and I know some of you guys aren't big fans of Mark Driscoll, but I think he was totally spot on with this reference, okay? So this is Acts chapter 5, and in Acts chapter 5, there is all of this ruckus being caused by these Christian groups. And the St. Hadrian has to sit together and carefully consider what they should do to this movement exploding everywhere, right? And one of the leaders of the St. Hadrian addressed him and he said, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus appeared claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the, of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, in the present case, so this is, a, this is about the church sprouting up, okay? This is about God doing something new. This is about an awakening happening because the spirit has been sent. Okay, therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. 
let them go. For if they're, remember, this is Jewish Pharisees, okay? He says, let these men go. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. That is the last thing I want any of us to do in our skepticism, in our frustration, in our, oh, I don't know about the NAR. I don't know about charismatics. I don't know about these folks over here. Uh, don't be in a position where in your skepticism, you're fighting God. There's young people from Gen Z that are worshiping and praising God and publicly repenting of sin and hearing the scripture being preached and surrendering their life to Jesus. You should rejoice for that, friends. You should be excited about that. If you guys want to see my conversation with Pastor Greg Laurie about the tie-ins between today and the Jesus Revolution 50 years ago, I'll have that video over here for you, and we'll do the meetup this Saturday. If you want to partner with us, help us continue consexualizing the gospel, become a monthly partner over here. I'll see you over there. Peace.